starting over. A longtime science teacher leaves his home state after ideological standards set in. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Educate. I'm Liz Collin. We're going to get into the difficult decision that teacher faced to trade Minnesota for North Dakota. The changes made that he says left him with no other moral or ethical choice. Good day, everyone. Thank you for joining us. If you are new to Educate, we want to welcome you to the show. We are here each and every week to take a deep dive into education. We're also showing you ways to get involved, to use your voice, to be educated yourself, but then also how best to use that education, that information, as we dissect the central issues of education, providing criticism here on the show and positive solutions to problems. My name is Liz Collin. I'll be your host here for the next hour. I'm also a Minnesota-based journalist. I am a mom, too, so I get the struggle. It's real. Trust me. Uh, But there is hope, and that's where I wanted to start Educate this week. Uh, I wanted to highlight uh, this video, if you haven't seen it yet, this viral video clip, a critical thinking exercise with students about not what to think, but how to think. It truly is remarkable. They are discussing the controversy surrounding J.K. Rowling, just to set this uh, video up here a bit. Uh, of course, she's the author of all of the the Harry Potter books. And this was posted on Secret Scholar Society. It's a YouTube channel, Secret Scholar Society, just recently. Really is amazing. First, uh, to set this up a bit, that the student asks the teacher the question, and then they go from there. Let's listen. So these guys want to talk about J.K. Rowling? Is that, so what's going on with that? What do you want to know? Uh... She's she's had a pretty controversial past. I just want to know, like, what are your thoughts on it? Like, do you still like her work despite her uh, bigoted opinions? So let's get specific, though. Let's define bigoted opinions. What opinions are bigoted? We're going to treat this as a thought experiment. I'm not going to say what's right or wrong or what way to think. The whole point is to learn how to think, not what to think. Yeah. yeah. So when you say bigot, you, you're you're starting with the conclusion that, given her bigoted opinions. Yeah. So first, her, uh, let's start with. Does she have bigoted opinions? So when you when you say bigoted opinions, she has had a history of being extremely transphobic. I've heard. Hey, you've heard. So what? Can you give me an example? Uh, if you look at her Twitter, I think uh, you can see a few things. Um, if you want, I could try and find. Yeah, see something. if you can find. See if you can find one. So, one of these tweets that she came up with in 2019, she said. Dress however you please, call yourself whatever you like, sleep with any consenting adult who will have you um, live your best life in peace and security, but force women out of their jobs for starting that, for stating that sex is real. So you find that bigoted? What do you find about it was in there? It was deemed transphobic. I, like, I myself... Do you find that transphobic yourself? Uh, I don't really have an opinion on it, but I'm just going with what a lot of other people have said. So let's pause there. Let's not go with what other people are saying. Let's try and learn how to critically think. So let's analyze the tweet ourselves. So that statement, do you see anything problematic disregarding other people's opinions? Um, she did try and pin some things on... A, spe- a specific group of per- of people. I where does she where does she do that? Do that? Can you read that? But force women out of their jobs for stating that sex is real. So when I hear that, I'm interpreting that as meaning 
if a woman says that, you know, saying that there's a difference between men and female and then being attacked as transphobic, I think that's what she's saying by attacking someone for stating that sex is real. That is exactly what she's saying. Is that I, transphobic to you? So, to me, no. Stating that sex is real is not transphobic. It's just a fact of life. It exists. So is there anything you disagree with in that tweet? Uh, in that tweet, I can't really see anything that I myself disagree with, but I can see why some people would think, oh, this is offensive. We can't have that here or something, because... Sure. Uh, there's an apology tweet. Um, she, let's read that. What did she say there? I haven't read that. I respect every trans person's right to live any way that feels authentic and comfortable to them. I'd march with you if you were discriminated against on the basis of being trans. At the same time, my life has been shaped by being female. I do not believe it is hateful to say so. Um, you see anything problematic there? She's apologizing, so no, not really. Um, if I if I could read it again, it sounds like a, the same, a very similar statement as what she was just saying. She's basically saying like, I have nothing. To me, this is what I interpret as I have nothing against someone being trans exactly. in your life, but you just don't get to impose on my. You can live how you want. I can live how I want. Yeah. And let's all you know exactly. Okay, I know the clip was a little long, but listen to that. Asking the right questions getting the student to actually think about all of the assumptions he just made before. You can almost hear the group uh, the group think just breaking down, I think, in just a matter of minutes. It is remarkable. Again, I encourage you to pass it on. Uh, the Secret Scholar Society on YouTube really is a, a great channel to hear what they're, what they're doing. Um, and now I want to just listen in one more uh, minute here. Actually, it's just a few seconds to how this all ends. So let's go ahead and take a quick listen to this. So I guess now, so now that we're looking at it like, oh, there's not much difference between me or her. At the beginning of this conversation, you said, given the fact that J.K. Rowling is transphobic, how do you feel about Harry Potter? Now, yeah. retroactively looking at that statement, do you think that that was the best way to phrase? No, I feel like an idiot now. <laughs> it's okay, though, but this is why we do this, to learn, to yeah. learn how to think. There's know? been like a, so in my class specifically, it's like in our class, um, there's been quite a few people in there who have been saying like, oh, she's transphobic, she's transphobic. I've not, like, until today, I haven't really thought about it because I just believe like, oh, they, like, there's five people saying it. It, it must be correct. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, how about that? The clip went viral on social media. Finally, a video uh, that went viral for a good reason. Uh, so you guys, this can be done. Don't be afraid to engage in these types of conversations. That's sort of the, the takeaway uh, I had when I watched this video myself. Walk uh, kids especially, walk them through it. Actually, I know a few adults who, who may benefit from from such um, a conversation as well. But who knows the difference uh, that those conversations could make. So I thought a good way to start off educate this week. Still to come here, a lot more to talk about. We have uh, this week a candid conversation with a longtime Minnesota science teacher leaving the state of Minnesota, uh, just about 12 years away from his retirement, never planned to, uh, but he felt he had no choice. Uh, we have new teacher licensure standards uh, in Minnesota. We have revisions to the state's social studies standards. Um, this ideological shift he's going to talk about, specifically, uh, he is a science teacher and his belief as a scientist that there are only two genders. Uh, imagine that. And that's left a concern for the future of his profession. We're even talking about providing 
uh, feminine hygiene products inside boys' bathrooms. That is a new law in Minnesota, if you can believe it, and uh, boys' bathrooms, I should say, in schools uh, all across Minnesota. So Carl Williams is his name. He'll be joining us to talk about his journey uh, coming up. A quick story um, we also referenced about his his story. This uh, story is first published on Alpha News. But it's a law that requires Minnesota schools, as I was talking about, in grades 4 through 12, um, providing those free menstrual products to students. I think it's hard for him, even as a science teacher, to wrap his head around um, all that has changed when it comes to Minnesota teaching standards in a very short period of time. So again, stay tuned here to educate for that conversation with Carl Williams, who I think speaks for a lot of teachers, perhaps not in Minnesota, but but other states uh, as well, as we see this uh, shift that seems to keep you know, be, being forced on, on students and uh, their parents as a result. That's why it's been refreshing to talk to uh, some education leaders in Florida and in Oklahoma uh, on this show to see how they are fighting back. More to come. Remember, to get exclusive digital access to the most informative, nonpartisan, truthful news source for patriotic Americans, discover a refreshing blend of time-honored values, principles, and insightful perspectives within the pages of the New American Magazine. It's still great to, to go ahead and, and read a magazine, isn't it? Uh, gives us a break from all of those screens in our, in our lives. Delve into a world where tradition is the foundation and exploration knows no bounds. From politics and finance to foreign affairs, environment, culture, and technology, we bring you an unparalleled array of topics that matter most. Subscribe today at thenewamerican.com slash educate25. Are you fed up with where our nation is headed? Here at the John Birch Society, we know how to fix a reckless, corrupt, and out-of-control government. It starts with patriots like you. We believe the only way to liberty and national sovereignty is to not only understand what's in our founding documents, but demand that every elected official adhere to them. The Constitution is America's only solution. Join the John Birch Society today. Visit us at jbs.org. Welcome back to Educate. I'm Liz Collin. Teaching standards forcing longtime educators to look for work elsewhere. That's the topic of this week's conversation, and I am joined uh, this hour. I'm happy to be joined by him. Carl Williams, a longtime Minnesota teacher, uh, sadly now moving to North Dakota because of what's been adopted as far as teaching standards, other uh, so-called uh, course updates, which we'll, we'll get into as well. But first of all, I want to thank you, Mr. Williams, for joining me. How are you? Yeah. Yes, I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Liz. So just to set the scene a bit, you are a high school science teacher uh, at BBE, which is Belgrade, Bruton, El Rosa in Minnesota. Uh, you've you've been around a bit, but give us a bit of your of your background. A longtime uh, educator you are, Mr. Williams. Yeah, um, the, I'm currently in my 22nd year of teaching science. Um, I'm in my I'm finishing my 11th year here at um, BBE. Um, uh, prior to this, I was five years in Southern Iowa. And then prior to that, I was six years in central Missouri, all teaching high school science. And talk a little bit about, um, you know, your passion, which I know comes through. We've, we've spoken before, but sort of what would bring you, bring you to work each and every day? Yeah, I, uh, 
I really see myself in these kids. Um, I really see the the drive, the want to find the wow and stuff because we can all teach uh, we can all teach facts and we can all teach things like uh, you know just the basic knowledge. But it's for me what's really fun is watching the kids have that I call it the dude science moment, right? Where they they look at the world around them and they recognize, holy moly, this is really awesome. Um, and then I really enjoy the relationships with the kids. I love watching the kids grow. So like having them come into my class as an eighth grader and then having them graduate um, and, you know, five years later, four years later and watch how they de- are developing into a, a young man or a young lady. And that's, that's really fun for me to watch. And then it's fun for me um, from from my for a personal standpoint as well, because then I can watch the kids, um, you know, as they mature and um, like develop more and more thought processes. Did does that make does that make any sense, Liz? Yeah, yeah. And actually, you know, speaking of these thought processes, uh, which seems to be uh, forced upon uh, you guys now at the, the, st- the state level, but there's kind of a, quite a few things happening um, behind the scenes the last couple of years in Minnesota, including uh, the Department of Education updating their academic uh, standards in uh, core subjects, which they do every 10 years. You obviously have um, the legislature making some moves last session in Minnesota at the Capitol in, in St. Paul. Um, just with some different different courses and and such, but this all all culminates, I, I think, to you know the conversation we're we're having today. Um, talk uh, talk a bit about the the red flags that that are flapping for you, if you will. Um, even just a, just a couple of years ago, hearing about you know, I guess we call them so called updates, but the things coming down the pike for teachers, not someone like you who's who's been at it for a little while that perhaps won't be affected. Just you know, as far as you know you're not a new teacher, so you don't have to go through these licensure changes, but, but other things that, that are affecting you as a high school science teacher in, in Minnesota. Right. Um, and that's a really good question because I'm getting that question from, you know, I mean, from the community as a whole. So I'm, gl- I'm glad you asked the, um, the things that are coming down from the state of Minnesota that really concern me is they are, um, they are not having us teach content um, as much as context. Hmm. And so um, they want us to frame everything that we teach around one ideology. Um, and the ideology just that, that they're really pushing hard is um, the ideology that is, um, you know, like DEI and transgenderism and all of that stuff that goes along with that. And, um, I, I guess it's not, in my opinion, it's not the place of the uh, state education department to tell me how to believe, right? And then to to have me force the students to tell me how they believe, right? Um, and so, the I, at being a science teacher, there's a whole gamut of stuff that is like, um, that touches touches on uh, some ideology stuff that uh, we're able to kind of like work around, um, but but the 
the real problem here is that not only is the state of Minnesota um, saying, yeah, I want you to teach this. Um, now they've actually in the bill, uh, I, I perused through it um, in the bill. They they've actually said we are going to hire an undetermined number of curriculum directors to go around the state and ensure that our uh, our teachers are teaching this ideology um and so it's it's a very top-down heavy um process and that i'm that i personally i i feel is out of place and then the kids that i'm teaching you know i mean i'm teaching eighth through 12th grade kids seventh through 12th grade kids at times and they're very impressionable, and uh, I I would hate to uh, to foist something on their um, on their minds that is like still controversial issue, um, and because that that really concerns me. Um, I, I'd hate to um, I'd hate to lead the little ones astray, as they say, um, and so I. Um, I, I, str I struggle with that, Liz. Um, and stuff like um, stuff like having uh, ladies' hygiene pro products in the boys' bathroom, that's part of the law. Um, teaching about multigenderism, um, teaching all of that stuff that is like still only leaning one way um, and, and not allowing the kids to see uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, because I think that is important for us is to be able to, hey, let's have a conversation. Let, you know, let's let's allow the kids to to look at this and discover this stuff, um, and not not heavy handed upon them, and then to heavy handed upon the teachers as well, because a portion of the um, a portion of the law that they're coming out with is saying that teachers by 2025, we are going to have to not only say that we are gonna um, be kind to our to our students that are um, in, the, in that, that fall underneath these other categories, where we're also going to have to support them and to teach that that is a right thing. And um, uh, after all is said and done, that really, uh, that doesn't sit well with me. You're listening to my conversation with Carl Williams, a longtime Minnesota high school science teacher who, after uh, everything that's tra transpired in Minnesota, is starting over in a new state headed to North Dakota in the fall uh, after moral and ethical uh, objections, we'll say, uh, to new standards and, and different things changing in Minnesota. But I want to continue this conversation when we come back. A reminder, this show is brought to you by The New American for more, visit thenewamerican.com. Self-reliance. It's not a phrase we hear much in our culture these days. It might conjure up images of pioneers, the West, rifles, strapping men and strong women. But what does it mean for us in today's world? The New American Magazine has just released its latest collector's edition, Self-Reliance, Foundation of Freedom. In it, the New American authors outline the necessity of self-reliance for a free people, 
tips for self-reliant living, and the importance of not giving up hope. This unique edition includes articles on the self-sufficiency of the founders, preparing for a worst-case scenario, firearms, financial self-reliance, the importance of community, and many other topics by expert writers. Now, for a limited time, The New American is offering a bundle of three collector's editions, Self-Reliance, The Great Reset, and Trump World, for just $19.95. A great stocking stuffer, available at shopjbs.org. Visit shopjbs.org today. Welcome back to Educate. Again, this is Liz Collin, and I'm joined today by Carl Williams, a longtime Minnesota educator, starting over uh, just uh, about a dozen years or so from retirement, headed to North Dakota in the fall. But we're having this conversation, and and I uh, have to have to ask you to, uh, Mr. Williams, I feel like I need to refer to you as such, uh, as, a, as a science teacher. Um, I just go, go back to my youth. But um, even even let's say five five ten years ago, did you ever even think you'd be having such a such a conversation and and be in the situation you are in uh, today? It isn't it just incredible, um, you know the the world we seem to be living in. It it is one hundred percent. We moved. We're my wife and I are originally from Minnesota, so we grew up in Minnesota, and then our time away, you know, we were away from our families. And we just couldn't wait for the day to come back home. And um, now, to be honest, Minnesota has always been like a California light, if if you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they've always been a little bit on the um, a little bit progressive um, in, in, in words. And so I knew that that there was there was that underpinning to our to our politics and to our um, to the way that like the government rolled but no 100 percent i thought for sure that hey you know because when i was growing up in minnesota minnesota was always known as a great education state and we you know like applying to different colleges and stuff like that come from minnesota that was a leg up um and so yeah i, I thought coming back here um, in the later portion of my career, that it would be just like, hey, I can just put down roots and, and call this place home. Um, and yeah, completely flabbergasted when my fact of the matter is it was my pastor that brought up. Um, we had a Bible study on on the like a year and a half ago on um, the new mandates that were coming down and there um and he was raising concerns in that Bible study, um, which I really appreciate, you know, that, that we could have that open conversation. Yeah, because I think that's also part of the problem here is that perhaps people weren't properly informed of these uh, er, er, early on. But when we are talking about uh, teaching licensing, I just want to read a few of the mandates uh, for teachers. These are seeking relicensure, but uh, to focus on implicit bias and systemic racism, including Uh, white privilege to comply with the construct of multiple identity formation and fully affirm and incorporate identity politics into the school, including race, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, religious beliefs, economic status, and ethnicity. Um, Again, someone like you, it it seems like they wouldn't be perhaps forcing you to change your curriculum. However, you could have a brand new teacher, uh, a science teacher who could be 
then teaching there are multiple genders and then students would be asking you about it. Um, and you'd almost kind of have to say, you know, yes, the, there, there are, I mean, is that, am I understanding that, that correctly or how, how you would be affected? Yeah, no, the, uh, you're exactly right. Actually twofold because, um, I, in my understanding, they want, they want every class to teach like that list of things that you were talking about. And, um, so that would even come to the tier four teachers, you know, the teachers I, that are old like me. <laughs> and, and so they, um, they want everybody to teach that. And so, yeah, they would even, the, the push to teach to that would be over overwhelming. Um, so, and, and, you know, so for example, Liz, I, I am just going to start the, a, a genetics um, unit in, in my biology class. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about XX and we talk about, you know, chromosomes, we talk right. about XX and XY. I mean, we say male and female and, and, and XX being the female and XY being the male. And we talk about that. And I say, this is set from the time of conception. And so then to have a, a child come and say, well, yeah, but my, you know, whatever teacher said that gender is fluidic. Well, I, I can't, I, I am not going to lie to the kid, right? I, 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 I have long in my career uh, really tried to be um, as honest and, and forthcoming with the students as possible because that's how you gain trust, right? Um, and so uh, I would, I, I cannot tell them, yeah, you know, I guess I'm wrong um, that XX can flip to an XY when you get mature, uh, puberty. You know, I mean, that's that's just not something that I can do. Um, and, and it would, and it does lead to um, confusion with the kids. Right. Oh, you can you can easily yeah. see how that that would be, and and kids too are, yeah. uh, they like to push the envelope a bit at at that age uh, just to get a reaction. So it, you yeah. know, I'm sure that there would be, you know, many kids trying to set you up in a way, and you know, do do all those things as as well. But again, uh, my conversation with Carl Williams, a longtime Minnesota high school science teacher, uh, who will finish the the school year, um, in Minnesota, and then head to head to North Dakota. Um, I talk a little bit about um, that, the, the final straw for you. You're sort of watching, I think, as a lot of us are seeing this play out. Um, and it's sort of, you know, one judge after another that seems to be there's certainly objections to this. But yet at the end of the day, they basically all are all are passed. Um, all of these new mandates, if you will. Yes. Yeah, that's um, like you, you said it exactly. I. I've been watching this for about a year and a half or two years now with, with true interpretation um, because I was, um, I was like, Oh my gosh. Um, I, I fully understood that it, that there was coming from um, governor walls. Um, I can fully see why he would be all for it. But then it went to the, it went to the judge and then the judge said, well, you got to change a couple of these phraseologies. And then it came back. And, and they changed it again and went back out to the judge and, and they were all for it. Um, and another thing that got me was the my union, not not necessarily just the lo local union, but the but the uh, Minnesota Educators Association is all about it. They um, 
There is no uprise coming from it. There is no um, outcry coming from the rank and file. It's just that, I mean, they don't even mention it in the newsletters. You know, there, there's no there's no mention of, hey, you're going to have to do this and get ready for it. It's they're they're all lockstep in it. And it's um, that really got me, you know. And and the the thing that the thing that really turned my head was my wife and I were talking about it, you know, because she is she's my better half, you know, and and so it's really important to me that that we are together together, and we talked we talked about is this is this the legacy that I want to lay down for my students. And is this the legacy that I want to carry over? Hmm. Um, and and one day I have to I have to answer for the things that I say. You know, is this? And so we prayed hard about it. Um, and we were. Uh, this is some definitely something that we just didn't jump into, right? Um, this is something that we've been pondering. And it was last summer, and uh, we were out and camping out in South Dakota, actually. And uh, it, we just woke up one day and, and I said, let's go look at schools. And, and she says, OK, let's go. And so we we went we went off gallivanting. I think we looked at two or three different two or three different schools in uh, in South Dakota. And, and we just started from there. And it was one of those things where, you know, this is not this. I am going to have to answer for all the dumb things I've done in my life. And let's not add this to it, you know? Wow. What a thing to, what a thing to be fa- faced with. Um, and, and say again, the, the Bible verse that I know st- stuck with you with uh, just a few seconds we have remaining. Yeah. I think it's Matthew 18 and it says, it is better for you to have a millstone tied around your neck and jump into a deep ocean than to lead one of these little ones astray. That, that says it all. Carl, I want to just um, go ahead and, and head to break, but then come back with a couple more questions. Uh, again, you're listening to Educate with Liz Collin, my guest today, Carl Williams. We'll be right back. Hey, America, how tired are you of mainstream corporate media's biased narratives and manipulated news? Their dishonesty and attempts to influence this generation have been exposed put on display for anyone who's even half paying attention. But the New American Magazine has been an honest source of news and commentary for over 50 years. This is your opportunity to receive the stalwart of principled journalism at a deep discount. Picture a beautifully published magazine arriving at your doorstep twice a month, packed with insightful stories written with integrity. It's also available digitally on the New American's mobile app. Get up to speed with intelligent coverage from a freedom perspective. Right now, for a limited time, The New American is available to radio listeners at a 25% discount on a new subscription. Visit thenewamerican.com slash radio25 and receive 25% off. Subscribe today at thenewamerican.com slash radio25. Welcome back to Educate. I didn't mean to uh, cut Mr. Williams off. I shouldn't do that to a, a longtime teacher 
I could probably uh, be sent to the the principal's office for good reason. But um, I, I think that that Bible verse really really says it all, and that uh, struck with me in our earlier conversations, uh, Mr. Williams, too. That at the at the end of the day, this was m- more of your faith than anything else. Um, that that was telling you it was it was time to go. Yes, yes, one one hundred percent. That is, uh, I've always I have always tried to be a man of integrity. I've always tried to. To my kids, to my wife, to my family, to my school, um, I've always tried to be a man of integrity and, and a man of His Word. And it just to go down this path just reeks of going against everything that I profess on Sunday mornings. I guess um, you know you are in an area as we've discussed before that would be you know considered more conservative in in Minnesota. So there has to be similar thoughts going through teachers' minds uh, there. But talk a little bit about that, just just the climate. Um, you know, are people thinking it's not going to be as bad or you're a conspiracy theorist or or what's keeping uh, keeping them uh, at, at this point? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, first of all, I do have to say this, and I know we've talked about this before, but I want to make sure BBE has been nothing but supportive Um I have truly loved the communities that I'm that we're in. I've truly loved my students. These are great, great blue collar people, and I just I really enjoy um, my my colleagues as well as my, the student body. Um, and so, oh, it was like the first day back from school um, from Christmas break, and I uh, wrote my resignation letter. And then I wrote a letter to my colleagues because I wanted them to understand, um, you know, hey, this is not just them. This is what's happening. And I've I had many, many of my colleagues reach out to me and say, hey, Carl, I wish I had um, the the intestinal fortitude. That's not the words, but, you know, I, I wish I had the 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 will to to do it. Um, and there was there were several that pulled me aside in the hallway and said, hey, explain to me again what's happening. Um, and I think what's, I think the problem is, is that the words that are used in the law is insidious, um, meaning that they, they, they are trying to push one thing. So in, in my mind, the whole thing is pushing like um, critical race theory, but they don't ever mention it in in the law they're just mentioning what are nice sounding words you know it's a nice sounding word to talk about cultural differences and it's a nice sounding but but the the goal isn't to say hey the you know the native americans was was a good culture the goal of the whole thing is to say white person or 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 you know any anything other than minority is a, is a bad individual. And I, I just, you know, and that's, that's just a, a blanket statement, but um, I can't, that's, that to me, that's a bad thing. I cannot, I cannot do that, you know, but I have um, other colleagues that have told me yeah, after I said it, they're like, Oh my gosh, is that really what it says? And so we're, it's a nice conversation that I'm having because we are all friends and so i can say stuff and it doesn't offend them and then some of them are like nah that'll never happen you know that's uh they'll never and then some of them are like yeah it concerns me too carl 
So it's, you know, I've, I've, I've heard everything, including I don't believe you and what's so wrong with telling kids that there's 16 genders, you know, and that's. And that's that's pretty hard for a science teacher to answer. I'm sure someone who is, uh, you know, data driven, as, as you've said before, and, and cares about facts. Uh, again, Carl Williams, longtime Minnesota school teacher, um, high school science teacher, I should, should say, uh, leaving Minnesota uh, due to this, um, due to the all of these these changes. Yeah, whether it's uh, feminine hygiene products in the boys' bathroom, which I'm sure is is happening where, where you are, or these uh, different teacher licensing uh, issues and such. And you have to wonder too, I know we, we've spoken about this, the teacher shortage, the ongoing situation in, in this state, um, I think it's nine out of 10 districts, the Minnesota Department of Education has said is they're having trouble filling uh, vacant positions. What do you think, you know, this will will do? I mean, one has to, to think that this will only make it worse uh, to, to find teachers to fill these positions. Well, you you know as well as I, I am not the only teacher that sees it and is is afraid of it. And then I am not the only one that is going to make moves to get out of Dodge because um, there is a large number of teachers um, that that believe what I do and they just can't, you know, it's going to get to a point where it's um, intolerable for them. And then after that, I don't know. you know what they're going to do to fill it that the the number of teachers on a good year we're always short um uh, as well as like paras i mean tremendously short on on school staff and then you pull then you pull like this and it's going to be way difficult i to to go with that I heard, what was it, last year or two years ago, there was a spring graduating class down at the University of Minnesota Morris, I believe. Not, um, but they, they only had like two or three education students graduating mm-hmm. where, um, you know, where years before it was the market was just inundated with teachers. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I mean, we're setting ourselves up. The, the government is setting themselves up to be in a perpetual um, shortage. And, and we featured, you know, voices from uh, Florida, Oklahoma. Um, it's it's interesting how they're almost doing the complete opposite of what's happening, what's happening in Minnesota. Uh, really, you know, doubling down and, and getting rid of, you know, DEI, other other things and, and focusing more on academics um, rather than these these yeah. ideologies. And is, is that what you think that these teachers will just, you know, perhaps or especially people who are more conservative in their beliefs, they will just just relocate because the, the jobs will, will be there for, for them to do so. Yeah. And that's we. Uh, Michelle and I, we, we said we want to be ahead of the tidal wave because there's going to be a tidal wave of teachers rushing out of the state, mm-hmm. um, you know, conservative teachers rushing out of the state. And we just wanted to be ahead of it um, j- just to make sure that there's a spot for us to land, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and not be behind the wave, but be ahead of the wave. Because I can't, the farther and farther Minnesota goes away, from content and going to context, uh, 
I think we're going to be losing teachers right and left. Well, just uh, your yeah, your your parting thoughts here um, before we we say goodbye. Any um, any advice for other teachers who might be you know on the fence about this that that are listening in, perhaps in Minnesota and and also other states uh, seem to to follow. You're right, California seems to. <laughs> <laughs> lead the way. But what, what would you tell them if they have similar thoughts in, in their minds? You know, first of all, what I would do is educate yourself. So like, I I didn't just go on what I heard on mm. podcast A or podcast B. I went out and I found the, I found the website that had the law and I read through the law. You know, I skimmed through it because it's like 56 pages long or something goofy like that. Um, educate yourself because uh, the, an educated individual is almost impossible to fool. And, and so get, get the facts for yourself as, as a teacher. And then, then you really have to weigh it and you have to say, okay, this is what we did. And in my mind, I had to say, okay, is this a hill I'm willing to die on? Am I willing to, am I willing to stake my career and my, my, uh, my self-image and the, the legacy that I want to leave behind? Is this, is this where I want to, is this where I want to stand? And so that's what I would say myself. Well, thank you, Carl, for all the time you uh, you spent with us today. Carl Williams, we wish you the very best uh, finishing up the school year and also making the move uh, to North Dakota. As I said, I think you you speak for a lot of educators um, as we, we see this play out, not only in Minnesota, but other states as well. But, but again, I really appreciate the time. Yes, thank you very much for having me, Liz. I really do appreciate it. Again, this has been a conversation with Carl Williams, a longtime Minnesota teacher headed to North Dakota. That's uh, this week's episode of Educate. I'm Liz Collin. The show is brought to you by The New American. For more, visit thenewamerican.com. And for more on the show, head to thenewamerican.com slash educate.